Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. DMVR Broncos Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, where I made a lot of money last night. Oh, heck yeah. A lot of... There's nothing that can turn a terrible primetime matchup into a great primetime matchup than some bets that might hit and then eventually do hit. Oh, yeah. What'd you hit on? Oh, a lot. SGP of Cooper Rush over 19 completions. Um, Tony Pollard over 39 rushing yards, Saquon over 30 receiving yards, and Daniel Jones over 19 rushing yards. There you go. Those all hit with flying colors. Yes, they did. Plus a thousand on that bad boy. Um, then I had a bunch of that stuff, um, just played solo. And then I also had Cowboys money line. There you go. And, uh, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Speaking of making money. Our guy Gregory back at it. Oh, Let's go, Gregory. With a huge Gregory. super chat to start us Gregory. off. Thank you, Gregory. We appreciate that, Gregory, with the $100 Ooh. super chat. That can get you a uh, ticket to the tailgate in London. You put that on uh, the bet you had last night. Mm-hmm. It's yep. okay right there. Yeah, I would be rich. <laughs> um, and by the way, quickly talk about... Uh, London, a bunch of people have been reaching out to me, uh, and it's just a good time for me to remind people, like, if you have any questions, just DM me. I'll answer you. I'll, I'll, you know, we can talk about whatever questions you may have. Hey, what if I am doing this and, you know, that the other thing? Um, so DM me about that stuff. Uh, I'm always willing to, uh, to help with that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is... We will also be doing some informal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like, you know, there, I, I, there was a big demand of like, hey, no one's doing any events. So we started looking into, hey, well, you know, what would it be for us to do events? So we put together these, mm-hmm. you know, these big events on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But Tuesday through Friday, definitely Thursday. Tuesday through Thursday, yeah. we're going to be doing the podcast um, out somewhere. At least that's our goal. Uh, you know, I always it's hard to like give everyone all the details on Twitter. Here's the big issue that we're running into right now in terms of doing live podcasts. Pubs in London are like the size of this room. (laughs) Uh, And so when we tell them like, hey, can we come do a podcast there? They're like, eh, that would take up like 40% of our seating. (laughs) So we're trying to find places uh, around town that will do it. We're on the right track at least. 
Um, but it sounds really cool just the way that it's set up there. Like the, the, the pub is essentially like just the bar and then everyone just hangs out and like outside of it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. We're isn't about a it, month away. Isn't it cold in London? Yeah. Seems like there'd be an inside just, place. I know. <laughs> They're I just built different, dude. <laughs> wow. I'm excited they to They just learn like about to, them. you know, rip heaters and drink outside. <laughs> wow. Even what if a, it's 50 degrees. What a place. And foggy. And speaking of London. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, we talked about this visual, visual meme yesterday, and our guy Jim, a.k.a. Mm. Sir James, turned it into a actual meme. Oh, my yes. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best body of water there is. A so, river. I've spent a lot of time. Disagree more. I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I do appreciate a good river, like the mm-hmm. Yamper River up in Steamboat. Wow, great river. Huh. Um, but I think I want to stake my claim as a lakesman. Really? Oh, again, yes. terrible choice. You have to go with ocean. That's no, the, that is the no. only right answer. I would actually make the case ocean is the worst body of water. Mm. I would take the Get ocean over here. the lake. No, anything you can do in a lake, you can do in an ocean. Um, no. Um. A lakes are <laughs> lakes are fake oceans. They're, they're no, wannabe yes, oceans. They're, they're fresh not water. good enough. Salt water uh, is They're not terrible. good enough versions of it. Anything, yeah, kind of like kind of like it. Henry said. Accidentally, you, you do. No, anything you, you do in a lake, you do way better in an ocean. Definitely and it's, not. And it's way better. Imagine fishing no. in the ocean versus fishing in a lake. Not that I would fish at either, but I'd imagine it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, fishing in a lake is cooler. No, it is no. not. Yes, no, it, it is. is. The fish are smaller. They're right. not as colorful. Right. They're just worse right. in general. So, but there's way more action. There's just because there's less place for the fish to go. But there's more fish in the ocean. It's yes, real. but there's <laughs> definitely way <laughs> in terms of fish to uh, you know cubic feet. Uh, it's way better in a lake. How okay, the, you're those, both wrong. You're those, both wrong. It's a cor- river. How are those coral reefs and uh, rivers and okay. lakes? Uh, how is I just uh, like being on a boat. And you, when you go on a boat in a lake, it's just like a nice chill experience. When you go on a boat in a water, there's waves and you're like moving around. You get seasick. You can just go out on a boat, like cast out a line, crack a beer and just chill. Listen to some country music. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, oh, you're I, making not, this sound terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to do the whole fishing scene. I'm not just trying to sit in one place for eight hours. Not <laughs> exactly. Move, barely also, river. I'm trying to river. do stuff. Also, oh, ocean, <laughs> wave. No. Also, wake surfing better than uh, wave surfing. The, the that's chat just is really it's just split. Easy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it's the answer, though, is a river. It goes somewhere. You just sit on the river. There's no thinking about anything. You don't have to think like, oh, should we drive over to the other side of the lake? Should we go over to the other side of the lake? No. River <clears> takes you everywhere there is to go. It's like a journey. You get to see everything. You guys There's are no just, stress. You guys are just big market guys. Like, I, you know, you like the coasts. <laughs> I, no. I like middle oh America. Oh, my God. I don't my people. Oh, okay, you hold don't on, really guys. like hold Colorado on, if you're arguing Al- for lakes. Alex, yes, what do you mean? Rob, not, what not, rivers not in LA? Not many lakes here. Uh, I said rivers and lakes are close. Bad Ocean lakes in last Colorado. Place. Bad, bad lakes in okay. Denver. Okay, yes. Alex. Denver, I mean, yes. all cities have bad lake setups. Ever heard of Minneapolis, bud? Oh, my God. Uh, what about Chicago? What's the lake setup there? Chicago? What's the lake setup? Yeah. How about lake, whichever <laughs> yeah. lake, lake, lake it is, it's right there. That's not yeah. a great lake setup. Yeah, oh, my God. It, yeah, it is the most no. literal great lake the be- setup there yeah, is. It, it is not the, the greatest lake setup. <laughs> it is right. technically a great lake setup. <laughs> yes, it is. But it is not a great lake setup. Rivers. No, they go the somewhere. Would you rather go to a pool or a lazy river? A pool. A Shut pool. up. You just said that. <laughs> it's not true. You don't even believe that. It's one of the best arguments we've oh. had in a while. The best part about a lake is being secluded and that you don't get that at Lake Michigan. What about a 
freaking river. I'm not anti-river. I'm pro-river. Oh. I am anti-ocean. Okay. I'm anti-lake now. Can I get something in here? Okay. Alex Roberts Fishing, the guy who has fish in his uh, profile picture says, RK has it right, boys. The fisherman has spoken. Okay. So he, at least on the fishing end, not everything else, at least on the fishing end. Ask him right now if he's a lake fisherman or an ocean fisherman. Because also, I bet he's biased. You can yes. ask yes. him too right 100%. Hi, Alex. <laughs> you know, a true fisherman fishes in all uh, conditions. And I can say i've fished in oceans lakes and rivers um and lakes slightly ahead of rivers oceans is cool because like you know there we go end it oceans is cool i've I've caught a marlin before and that is very different than catching like a brown trout on the colorado so the the debate is over ryan you just ended it but it's like it's so much harder it's like you know uh why are you always look for the easy route it's just more fun it's like are you gonna sit on a boat People are getting seasick. You're there for eight oh hours. Goodness. Nothing happens. Or you're like going to go to a river, have a good time, cast a couple lines, and save a lot of money. He just, Alex, said, he just said go to a river and do that. Rivers yeah, are incredible. You, rivers are incredible. Rivers are they go somewhere. Too. You sit on the river. You start wherever you want to start. You go down. It's a journey. There's rapids. There's sitting. It's, it's just the most perfect place you could be. Also, he says, Alex says, oceans are too easy for fishing. Oh, oh, that's a fisherman oh, himself. I guess he said, I do both for. prefer lakes and rivers. Read both comments, not the one you want, Hank. Yeah, Gotta Hank. give the people both of them. But only one. Of... You can definitely, <laughs> if you want to just catch like skipjack in the ocean, yeah, you can catch that all day long. But Catch what? Skipjack. Who's that? It's a type of fish. Really? Yes. Ryan actually does a lot about fish. Every time we go, he catches a fish. and I don't know how he does it. Yep. Anyways, that's no great. One else I'll give does. you guys rivers and, o- and, and lakes. I'll take oceans all yep. myself. Yeah. Also, Fantastic. other piece. You can't wear that no coast bias shirt. The fish in lakes <laughs> Coastal bias. are the worst to eat. All the ocean fish tastes much better than the lake fish. Huh. That's Plus, true. then you throw in crustaceans yep. as well. Yep. yep. I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you for arguing for uh, oceans. But the answer is still rivers. That. Someone in the comments said, I think this is the most heated debate DNVR has ever had. It's because all it, it's not. It's all three of us are on a different side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put a poll in the sides. chat, guys. Yeah, so true. <laughs> I'm going to put a poll in the YouTube chat. So let me know. All right. Do we there. think today's debate is going to be just as heated? Probably not. Uh, I think this one's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into our AFC West power rankings. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a fascinating discussion, and I was ta- I was joking about this uh, with Andre on bets just a second ago. Wow, you already took our idea? And no, no, my goodness, no, I didn't. that's what oh, they what, do. What, I got a surprise him now. But we, we can't, can't have guessed the lines I did not. It has nothing to do. Yeah, with we that. can't have guessed the lines. Everyone had um, the AFC West as a terrible or as a great division. No, as the best division yeah. in NFL history. Yep, I said in sports history, Hank pushed back on that. Maybe he was right. Um, everyone thought the AFC South <laughs> yeah. was garbage. Um, and, you know, it was going to be led by a mediocre Colts team. Oh, well, not me. I don't think Quinn Henry and I in that group. <laughs> you definitely did not pick the Jags to win the division. I picked him to make the playoffs. You did. I just got him at plus <laughs> 225 today to win the division. Oh, I like that. Anyways, everyone thought the AFC South sucked. Um, and I don't even think you would deny that. And all three AFC West teams that lost last week lost to AFC South teams. How about that? So it it's just goes to show you that football is so unpredictable, at least on a week-to-week basis. And that's what makes it so exciting. And now you have no undefeated teams in the AFC West. One two-and-one team that 
feels pretty good about where they are in the Chiefs. A 2-1 and one team in the Broncos that still has certainly more questions than answers. Yep. A 1-2 Chargers team who is literally falling apart by the second. Yeah. Like, I just wheels rolling, you know, uh, the transmissions dragging. And finally, an 0-3 Raiders team that I don't even think feels that bad. Like, they don't feel as bad as they should at 0-3. And it's, so it just creates such a weird situation where, like, the true constant, the only true constant here is the Chiefs. And despite their loss to the Colts, I still feel like, they're still the Chiefs. They have the most continuity of anyone in the division. And for me, they're the easy number one right now. Of course. And, and until someone knocks them off or completely surpasses them in the standings and the Chiefs show that they have issues that they can't overcome, uh, they, they lost with uh, the Colts scored a touchdown with like 18 seconds left mm-hmm. in the game. It's not like they got blown out or looked really bad. So, yes, the Chiefs are still the class of this division. Easily. I mean – they can't run the football. The defense can be a little bit leaky. They're not getting the the same like big completions down the field that they got in the past. Mm-hmm. They're still playing some of the best football in the NFL, and it's a lot easier to see them getting better than getting worse from here, I think. I will say the offensive struggle started in that Chargers game. Because remember, everyone saw week one that you know, they went crazy against the, the Cardinals, and everyone was like, oh... You know, they might even be better without Tyreek Hill, which I pushed back on. Um, the next week against the Chargers, you saw them start to have those issues pop up, which is just like, what I think is that they don't have a go-to guy anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just like, hey, if he's open, go to him. And you're seeing the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and, or, I'm sorry, not if he's open. Even if he's covered, go to him. And you're seeing the same thing with Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. It's just like, sometimes you just need that guy to just go get it. And Travis Kelsey is also up there now so he can't exactly be that guy but despite all of that stuff they're clearly playing the best football in the division definitely and i think the the one thing that should give broncos fans hope is just the Chiefs' schedule they it's insane going forward they're at tampa this week versus the raiders right after which you know it's whatever but they'll be desperate versus buffalo at san francisco versus the titans versus the jags at the chargers versus the rams at cincinnati at them that's any one of those games is is very losable you probably pick them to win almost all of them but i think there's a real chance that if the broncos can handle business that first chiefs game won't feel like there's too much pressure on it compared to what you'd have to expect in a divisional game between teams at kind of at the top of the division. Well, let's go through that because you mentioned some good teams mm-hmm. uh, that are on the Chiefs' schedule. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. How many of those games are they going to be underdogs? Now, that doesn't mean that they're yep. going to lose a game. Uh, they're not going to lose a game where they're not the favorite. But this week, they're the favorites, even though the game is in Tampa. Mm-hmm. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Who's the next week? Versus the Raiders. They'll be favorites. They'll be favored. Versus Buffalo. Where's the game? In Kansas City. It's I still be really think close, they're but slight they'll probably be favored. Oh, yeah. I think they'll be favored. I think they will. Oh, be you too. do? Okay. Because yeah, the home field. At San Francisco. Favored. Favored. Uh, versus the Titans. Versus favored. the Jags. Favored. favored. At the Chargers. Favored. Probably favored. Uh, home against the Rams. Favored. 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 I think at, at this point. At Denver. Yeah. I think at this point, they're probably favored in all those games, but yeah. all it takes is a loss this week, and, you yeah. know, all of a sudden, they're not going to be. Um, dogs at home to the Raiders the next week but the way the NFL is this year is so epic because mm-hmm. there at least to this point there is not 
a true set of bottom feeders of just like these teams are trash pencil them in as a win or sharpie them them in as a win and it's creating a really cool situation at the same time even the best teams have shown cracks in the foundation so Mm -hmm. it's like there is a big middle class a giant middle class in the nfl right now uh and the upper class and lower class are aren't separating themselves at all it's pretty cool yeah but i i just say that and i know the schedule is getting tough for the chiefs they're gonna lose two games in that stretch or something they're Definitely. still going to be very good they just lost to the colts uh-huh yeah the colts your colts remember the colts that you thought were so good no i was just anti-jags <laughs> <laughs> um uh, i think the broncos beat the colts uh yeah. in a couple of no eight days wow. yeah, nine days that's yeah. such a quick turnaround i know so it's just what i mean is it's so hard to say what what anyone is going to do right now because I, every game is a toss-up but and, and i guess here's what i'm saying is not with the chiefs I, I think you can look at a couple of teams in the nfl despite some teams losing despite the bills losing this week to the dolphins you can look at them down the road and say, yeah, they're still going to be but, really good. You can look at the Chiefs, not just from this year, what they've done in three games, but throughout the past five years when they've had this crew and say, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be fine. You can say yeah. that with the Bucks too. We had someone in the comment section saying the Bucks uh, look shaky this year. I'm going to bet that they're going to end up being just fine. And that's what, the offense that looks shaky. Just yeah, real the quick. Defense. The defense is the best defense, I it think, is. of the Nine NFL. Nine points per game. Insane. But what I'm saying is you would have said that last week about the Chiefs, and then they would have turned right around and lost to the Colts. The yeah. Oh, one and one Colts. Yes, yes, yes. But over the course of nine games, the next however many games that was, seven to nine games, they're probably going to go seven and two. They're probably going to go five and two. What, what, however many games that is. Mm-hmm. Probably. Be fine. I think they will get tested week in and week out, though. They're going to have to prove it. And I mean, the flip side of all this right now, uh, the football power index on ESPN it has the Broncos favored in four games the rest of the season. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to number two, where I think things get really interesting. I don't think so. And I think you, well, okay. I think you could have made a case for the Chargers if they were healthy. Yep. But they're not. That's fair. And they're not even close to healthy. And uh, you can make a case for the Chargers if Justin Herbert was healthy and uh, all these other injuries existed. Well, Justin Herbert is as far from healthy as it comes. Russell Wilson is not playing good ball right now, but he's healthy. And so you you feel comfortable that they're going to build on that. There's no case here. The Denver Broncos are number two in the AFC West. Now, pretty far gap between the Chiefs and Broncos. But then I think there's also a far gap between the Broncos and the Chargers. Yeah, I think it's a little bit closer. I, I do think that they still have some nice pieces. Running the ball, you know, it's not really their thing. So you can't wait to wait it too much. But they, they're nothing special there. The receiver situation, like, they're still going to be fine as long as they have Herbert, just not quite so explosive. But they, and the Broncos the thing, are just though, playing so that's bad, That's the thing though. is, like, how long until Herbert is Herbert again? And I think they're mismanaging yep. this right now. Yeah. Uh, and so if you keep trotting him out there every week, he's going to keep getting hit in the ribs. And to me, this could end up being a season-long thing where he never is himself. It's like uh, when, you know, Drew Locke got that AC joint sprain. And I was just like, okay, well, this season is now – an AC joint sprain season like mm-hmm. and it didn't really matter in the in the grand scheme of the Drew Locke story but the point is if you don't allow an injury to heal you're dealing with that all season we might only get 80% Justin Herbert at his best so I think that is the number one thing with the, with the Chargers right now is are they going to rest him for two weeks because if they do then 
I'll, I'll feel better about their long-term yeah. chances. The same thing, though. They're one and two. Yeah. If you rest them for two weeks, you might turn around and be one and four and be done. Yeah, absolutely. They're in such a weird position right now. But, like I said yesterday, you have to look at the long-term for Justin Herbert, for this team. The best thing would be to rest them. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Texans this week, which has dropped. I'm staying so far away from that game because Taking the Texans I don't know. Oh, there you go. The Texans <laughs> yeah. have not won a game. One of only two teams that have not won a game in the NFL this year, the other being the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and I don't like the Chargers to beat them just because did you guys see how much pain yep. Justin Herbert was in? Not just when he suffered the injury, but this week when he's getting hit by the Jags, he yeah. was in so much pain when he got hit. And it's like, man, I appreciate the toughness. And he certainly showed his teammates that, that he can play through it. But at a time, you have to say, this is just not worth it for you. You're saying you're going to play. We're going to hold you back. What's hilarious to me is I'm still seeing clips of, like, amazing throws he oh, made yeah. on Twitter. And I'm just like, they lost 38 to 10. Like, mm-hmm. are we just going to ignore that part? Like, at, cert- at a certain point, Justin Herbert just becomes a guy who makes amazing plays and loses. Well, I I, yeah. I, I'm not holding that game against him. Yeah, uh, I think it was an embarrassment for the Chargers for many reasons. Organizationally, a lot of their players got beat as well. Uh, the conversation going into the game was whether or not their quarterback wanted to get a shot from the doctor who stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the in the lung. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's an embarrassment for the, or- the board, yeah. for the organization. Yeah. I'm not putting that loss on him. No. I'm not either, but I'm just saying like that's his career to this point is amazing plays and else. Is that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. He's what look, 24, uh, just 25. Just go look at his like. Go look at the record. It's not all on him, of course. I'm just saying, like at well, a certain no, point, it's it's not all amazing plays. It's really good football play too. It's not it, the the way you're saying it is like it's great highlights, and then there's a lot of lowlights. Justin Herbert doesn't have that many true lowlights. Fair enough. And he's not going to be 25 till after the season. So it's, I mean, it's still a little bit early to be talking about like career arc narratives. Yeah, I mean, people decided that Lamar Jackson couldn't throw for the pocket after eight games. That's and true, and it, that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that no, was I wrong. know. I'm just saying, like, this is what this is what happens. Narratives get written. Lamar Jackson's uh, your MVP right now, or Jalen Hurts, or Jalen Hurts. Yep. Uh, anyway, Lamar Jackson's stats are better. I I think this is where I will I will differ from you guys, and this this might sound crazy, but I think I would put the Raiders as number three. Of course you oh, would. Wow. Of course you would. Yeah. Um, the Raiders that are the biggest choke jobs uh, artists in the entire NFL right now. Yep. They can't keep a lead. They can't stay w- with the team for a first half. They get blown out in the first half, and then it's too much for them to overcome. They don't totally. have anything they're good at right now. And despite that, they're just I, – I feel like internally they feel better right now than the Chargers. They are mm-hmm. so dysfunctional that Devontae Adams isn't even their leading receiver. Oh, That's he's crazy. been like, – And it's, it's not like yeah. it's Darren Waller. It's not like it's Hunter Renfro. Uh-uh. No, it's not that. They're they're in such disarray right now. Yeah, they I was really are. Writing about all this today, and it'll be in the ride tonight. The Raiders and the way they use Devontae Adams is just insane. Like they don't know what they're doing. Josh McDaniels is not letting him get one on ones. Like they're just forcing him into the slot. He had a he was kept in in pass protection for the second snap of his career this week. He took his first rush attempt because they decided they needed to get him going with a jet sweep and lost four yards. This won't put him in space and let him play. He's playing the slot more than ever in his career. It's just brutal watching what they're doing. Meanwhile, Darren Waller has three balls bounce off his hands. One winds up being a pick that doesn't seal the game, but makes it almost impossible to come back. That team is really struggling. I'll just say Devontae Adams gets what he deserves. Like, you wow. go to the Raiders in free agency. They uh, traded. 
Oh, sorry. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But Sign and trade. So he's coming. He, yeah. He kind of forces, yeah. he kind of forces his way yes. out. Fair enough. Um, just look at the history of guys like that. Look at Randy Moss. Peak of his career. Mm-hmm. Goes to the Raiders. Be, completely becomes irrelevant. And has to go to the Patriots to essentially like revive his legacy. And mm-hmm. prove that he's not just a good receiver. He's like still one of the yep. best Yes, yeah, so he had like one of the best seasons of all time with Tom. Touchdown catches. Um, but... It's just, yeah, if you're a wide receiver who purposefully goes to the Raiders, um, you have you get what you deserve. Unfortunately, yeah. Devontae Adams is going to be fine. He has 34 targets in the first three games. He had 17 the first game, 17 combined the previous mm-hmm. two games. But still, you're getting 11 targets per game. You're going to put up your numbers. He's going That might to even be-, be more concerning that he's getting targeted that much and it's not working. But, I mean, they're just going to keep doing it, though. And so I, I think yeah. so numbers-wise, statistically? statistically, I think Devontae Adams is going to be just fine. And I see what you're saying about making that argument, Ryan, putting the Raiders ahead of the Chargers because mm-hmm. of the injuries. But there's issues that are higher up on the totem pole with the Raiders than there are with the Chargers. Josh McDaniels had a long, extra-long meeting be with with Mark Davis after the game. I think there's already mm-hmm. turmoil questions there. Maybe not about firing Josh after week three or week four this week, but more so about what are we doing? We need to do things differently. There was obviously had to be so many questions going into how Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. was going to handle things with how it unfolded in Denver and then what he did to the Colts. And I think you're starting to see those things already fall apart. And I'll say I think the Chargers are closer to the Broncos than the Raiders are to the Chargers. I think if in... You know, two weeks, you have Keenan Allen, Corey Lindsley, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson. Like, they're all back, and they're all kind of in that week-to-week type deal. If they were all healthy, I'd put them in front of the Broncos. Yeah, these players are just getting bad injuries. Like, a pass rusher with a groin injury is not a thing that you want to happen. No, no it is not. Um, obviously, you lose Jalen Guyton, who is, like, you know, a, a, a nice slot speed piece for them. Mm-hmm. Um you're in and out with all of your other guys. And then again, it just comes back to what are you doing? What are you going to do with Justin Herbert? Because you already messed it up once. The move was to rest him last week and then see how things were this week. But you thought, hey, let's play him this week and get a win. We'll be two and one and then we can reevaluate. But because you got your doors blown off, yep. now you're in this weird no man's land. And I think they're just going to keep thrusting him out there. And you're just not going to see Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert. I don't know what his stats were the other day, but I imagine they can't be good. Well, and, and now you don't have Rashawn Slater, who's one of the, what, five best tackles in the NFL. Yep. You don't have Corey Lindsley, who's the, I don't know, one of the three best centers in the NFL. So you have a hurt quarterback and you're putting him behind a worse offensive line, meaning he's going to take more hits. And beyond that, the running game is even less likely to get going, which means you have to throw even more and put him in harm's way even more. It's uh, For them, it's all about surviving these next couple weeks. You know, Texans this week, Browns the week after. And if they lose either one of those games, the Broncos are going to have a chance to send them to 2-4 and four the week after that. And if they can do that, all of a sudden the Broncos and Chiefs could kind of whittle this down to a two-horse race. That's, what's crazy about the Raiders is they lose this week, and then they're at KC next week. Yeah. 0-5 we oh in a heartbeat. We, remember when we picked them to lose like the first five games of the oh, season? We really yeah. did. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we, we saw this coming. Uh-huh. But this week is huge for the Raiders. Yes. If the Raiders win... 
they're only one game back of the Broncos, potentially tied with the Chargers as mm-hmm. well, or only one game back of the Chargers. And then mm-hmm. you're talking about, okay, and now it's the rest of the West just trying to catch the Chiefs, yep. the rest of the West trying to get an AFC uh, wild card spot. So there's a lot, and if they lose, they're done. Their season's over, uh-huh. completely done. And I'm um, taking the Bucks against the Chiefs this week too. So there you go. Then it keeps the division yeah. close. But let's say the Raiders beat the Broncos. And we'll get, I'm not saying that's who I have. Let's say the Raiders beat the Broncos. How does this change in one week from now when uh, we're looking at these power rankings? It it opens up a lot of things. Um, it obviously supports my take of saying that they that the Raiders might be number three. Unless Chargers um, win. Yeah, but I mean the Chargers would be beating the Titan or the Texans. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't, you know, it, I I didn't say it, it completely justifies, yeah, yeah, it, but at least it's a, it makes it sound less crazy. Yeah. Um, the Broncos are down to two and two and if the Chargers are two and two then they can make that case again mm-hmm. um so it, it can change everything really and then depending on what the what happens with the Chiefs you know they can either pull away or or be still right there with the pack by yeah. the way Justin Herbert 25 of 45 6.6 yards per completion one touchdown one interception a 39 QBR yeah but I mean doesn't this game for the Broncos, they can separate themselves and be closer to the Chiefs as a dominant team in the AFC West as opposed to just a, a team that's chasing the Chiefs. And, and that, that, that's a huge, a huge place to be. Yeah, there totally. is a chance that after this week, there can be two tiers of teams in the AFC West. Yep. The Broncos, yep. the Chiefs in one tier, and the Chargers and Raiders in another. Yep, exactly. Yep. So really quick, uh, I, I went through and looked at all the stats and, and put together um, – the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs, uh, and and scored their defense compared to uh, defense and offense on how they were compared to the rest of the league. Tell me who you guys think these teams are. Okay, a team with a slightly above average offense and a below average defense. By what? What? By what? Scoring yards. All of it. Scoring general, yards, overall. offensive yards, passing yards, rushing yards. Okay, so you're just taking like a that. general. Yep. 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 So you said a slightly. Um, a slightly above average offense and a below average defense. Wow, that is tough. I'd, I'll take the Chargers there. Okay. Below average defense. Yeah, they and did. I, they I, did. Could, I could read all of these to you if you Ooh. want as well. Like, yeah. Read all yeah, of them. We can match them. them. We can match them. Okay, yeah. there's a team with an average offense and an average defense. Okay. Um, there's a team with a bottom third offense and an elite top that's, five That's defense. the Broncos. I have a good okay. feeling, yep. <laughs> and then there's a team with an elite top five offense and a slightly above average defense. That's the Chargers. No, wait, no, that's that the Chiefs. The that's Chiefs. the Chiefs. That would be the Chiefs. Okay, you guys are right about that. You are um, right about the Broncos with obviously a bottom third offense and an elite defense. Okay. The Chiefs' defense is slightly above average for mm-hmm. these first three games and obviously an elite offense. And then we have an average offense and an average defense. Okay. And we have a slightly above average offense and a below average defense. That's got to be the Raiders. Which one? The slightly above average offense, below average defense. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll say that's the Chargers. It, it is the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders, slightly <laughs> nice. above average offense, got below him. average defense. Not as bad as I, I would have I thought he would have given it to you if, if you got it right. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just guess the other side. And, and the Chargers, just an average offense and an average defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what they are. And without the players that we're talking about, that goes even lower. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they should, what they, where they should be, based on the talent on their roster, is top 10 offense, top 10 defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But they're the Chargers. So mm-hmm. that just like you lose a couple points there. So now you're down to like a little outside the top 10 for both of those. And then they just start getting injured. Mm-hmm. And now they're middle of the road. Probably It's probably going to end up being below that for the defense um, with all the injuries there. And without that offensive line, especially without Slater, like you just lost your anchor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Uh, and Lindsley too, who is maybe just better than Slater, but at a less important position. Crazy. The two linemen. That's terrible. And what's the deal with Lindsley? He is. Let's see, I just put it in my notes earlier. Um. Oh no. <laughs> All right. There wow. he is. Uh, le- knee injury. He might be back this week. Knee injury. Okay, so it's not full on disaster for them no, along but that's the like, offensive line quite yet. Exactly. Exactly. And same thing with like Keenan Allen could be back. Joey Bosa is going to be back in a few weeks. Week to week, I guess you don't really know. J.C. Jackson eventually, you would think, figures out that ankle thing, but who knows? I'm getting uh, Bryce Callahan vibes from J.C. Jackson right now, which is like he had that foot injury, and then he kept trying to play on it, and it was messed up, and just never like fully got healthy that year. Speaking of Bryce, is he still healthy? I believe so. He, he was playing really good football in the first at least two weeks of the season. I don't know what he did last week. Yeah, I didn't Probably see. Probably didn't do too well last week, giving up 38 <laughs> points to the Jags. That's a very good yep. point. So, yeah. I last, think oh yeah oh go ahead i was jumping back to that bucks game i just looked it up because i was surprised they were favored so and then i also made a bet on the bucks but um fpi has tampa with a 66 percent chance of winning Ooh. um football outsiders has them as a much better team um than than kansas city is plus they're at home so you'd imagine they have them favored but i can't find the actual line um, and then 538 has a 60% chance of winning for Tampa. There you go. So, so you're so get in on the bucks um, with this game. What I love about it. It's Sunday night football. We may have wrapped up our pod by then and get mm-hmm. to watch it, but it's also two teams coming off pretty big losses. The Colts was just like a surprising, mm-hmm. really disappointing loss when they, they really should have won that game many different times, but they didn't. So I, I love that. They're going to be bouncing back going up against a team that's going to be bouncing back from a loss that they were never in that game against the Packers. The Packers just dominated. Then the Bucs came back and had an opportunity to tie it with the two-point conversion, and they get a delay of game with Tom Brady (laughs) as their quarterback. Speaking of happening to everyone, do you guys see Peyton Manning freaking out about timeouts yesterday, Mm -hmm. too? That was fantastic. He said, am I the only person who likes to call timeouts? (laughs) I mean, that that one, just as as much as it was with the Broncos, was just so Mm mind-numbing. You're sitting there, and you're like, what is he doing? Why aren't they calling Mm -hmm. a timeout? And then Peyton's like, well, at this point, don't call a timeout. Literally right after he says that, they call a timeout. Yeah. What do you guys think? The big take online is that the Manning cast shouldn't have guests. How do you feel about that? It's um, it's just so hard because you have to get like the rhythm right, especially with the delay that happens when people talk. Yes. You know, so there's like that little second and a half pause before the person getting, t- you know, between every interaction. Yep. So like Tracy Morgan was oh, on last was night, and Tracy Morgan's being yeah, he's being Tracy Morgan out there. He's like, haha, and then he makes another thing a second later, and he's just so uncomfortable with any amount of silence that every time there's that little second pause, he starts talking again, just over and over and over. I I like the guess. Yeah, it's think, just I, tough. I you got to speed that up. How's it's that it's got to be the right guest, and they have to have the right setup where it's a good enough connection. Like Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee, I love that. That was yeah. fantastic. But you know what? He does this stuff all of the time yes. from, from his home studio, and he was set up for it. And he also just is a guy where you know he's going to gel. 
but then you bring in some other celebrities and it does slow it down. And mm -hmm. you can really tell if it's going to be a good guest pretty much right away after both of both Eli and, and yep. Peyton ask a question or talk to the guests because you can see just on their facial expressions how comfortable they are. Yes. And mm -hmm. you can tell right away. And if they're comfortable like they were with Pat, it's going to be great. If they're not, well, it's going to be like the, the back and forth and the chippy the, 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 where they're talking over each other with Tracy. Couple things for me. One, I think it should only be football based guests. Um, because that's where they like sometimes a guest can bring more out of yeah. them. Yeah. Like, you know, Jimmy Johnson, I thought, you know, they had some interesting conversations there, <laughs> although he might be a little too old um for the show. Um straight up. Pat McAfee obviously was <laughs> the best yeah. and is going mm -hmm. to probably continue to be the best. Russ was there last uh, year. Right. When Russ was on there, I liked it. Those like enhance it. Whereas when they go to like celebrity guests, it just feels so awkward to me. And the big thing is that Peyton and Eli don't know how to interview someone. Right. And, yeah. and, and they're probably given these questions by their producers to, okay, yes. here's what you're going to ask. Whereas it's a lot more conversational because they don't balls. need those questions yep. yes. when it's ball. Yeah. Also just, can we just once get them together in the same place? It would be nice. It would make it, it would up the production value so much. <laughs> I the, love that they have that much power though. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, we'll sign on to do this massive deal. We'll be broadcasting on ESPN to all these games. We're doing, we're it not doing house. it together though. Like you're not getting me to take a flight to the other side of the country once a week. It, it's pretty baller. And also on top of that, Peyton's working out of his friend's garage and they still put together that sort of set where it has like 10 mm -hmm. TVs. One of them's yep. like 150 inches. And uh, it, it's, it's awesome. It it's is crazy. crazy. I, I will say there, I haven't been bothered by their them being remote with their connection. I feel like their connection has always been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I guess sometimes it's killer. Yeah, it just, you miss things. I mean, we did what a year worth of remote shows yeah and there's just like nonverbal yeah. communication and things like that that just get lost when you're when you're remote yeah. definitely but right. even just like the way they get in and out of breaks and stuff like when they end the show it's just hilarious like Peyton's just like well yeah i'll uh, i'll see you see you next week bud yeah. see i i love like, that and like at that. first i think there was a lot of criticism after their first two episodes when it when it debuted last year mm -hmm. and it was like well it's gonna get better i like how it just hasn't they, well, it just yeah. doesn't matter on that exactly no, it, it, it doesn't football. matter and so that that's what i like about it is they're not trying to uh replicate and take over the the actual broadcast they're just being them yeah and when i'm just being me i get out of in and out of breaks perfectly uh so mm. let's talk about DraftKings sportsbook if you want to bet on that, Sunday that night football, uh if you want to bet on that sunday night football game or any other game this week get over to DraftKings sportsbook where they have so so many great options like i said i made a boatload last night uh mm -hmm. and that's just the best like thursday night football ba uh, Bengals, dolphins hopefully we get Tua in there mm -hmm. uh, they're continuing to lie about him not having a concussion saying some other stuff might hold him out but let's hope he gets in there and he's not concussed uh so he can play safely and we get an awesome matchup there but you can get in on that over DraftKings sportsbook and so much more Plus and 150. you can also get five you can you can bet five dollars to get two hundred dollars in free bets on any nfl money line this week so get over to DraftKings sportsbook use the code dnvr when you sign up of course age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and in nine days the broncos will have played two games Oof. and you're going to want to be there on thursday 
Thursday night. And that means if you're going to the game, you're going to want to come by our tailgate because next Thursday night is the next Broncos tailgate. We had one two days ago, and we already have one next week. It is awesome. I love it. And Thursday night, take Friday off. So you can really mm. enjoy Take the Thursday tailgate. Thursday off too. Exactly. Sure. Take Quit your job. There you go. Quit <laughs> your job. Then you can be just get ready for the tailgate for nine yes. straight days. You'll be the, the most lit job. person there. Uh, yeah, maybe don't quit your job. But do come down to the tailgate, and you can purchase tickets over our, our over on our Eventbrite page. You can also go to the DNBR uh, and, and find us there. But come to the tailgate. It's going to be awesome. Yes, and members, you get a special price. So make sure you use the DNVR link on our website where it says tailgate so you get your price that you deserve for being a DNVR member. And when you get to the tailgate, you'll be drinking Brackenridge beers. I guess there's also a cash bar, but... It's a tailgate. It's a place for beer. It's what you're supposed mm. to drink there. Um, place for beer. That's a good tagline for something. The bar? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> a place for beer. But yeah, I mean, the tailgate is definitely a place for beer. That's a, it's the official drink of football, just beer in general. Um, with Breckenridge Brewery, you can try out the Strawberry Sky, the Noah Porter, um, the Avalanche. I haven't been too creative with my drinks recently. It's basically just been all Strawberry Skies. Mm. I haven't even it's had like warm out, Seltzer. It's a heater. Yep. That is true. That is true. I'm sure it'll change. I think I might get into that vanilla porter. That might be the move this this winter. Nice. Yeah. I'm doing a uh, Breck Brew taste test after this show. Wow. Uh, so you're getting I'm... drunk is what you're saying, just in a nice way? <laughs> no, blind a blind taste test. So mm. I have to uh, take a sip and guess which Breck Brew it is. Ah, wow. How confident are you in your abilities? 100% sure yeah. that I'm going to get 100%. It's so easy. There we go. You better not mess up. I know. I expect a perfect report card tomorrow. All right. And one more thing really quick. We've got a lot of you watching live on YouTube right now. Hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. If you all do that, we're going to go through the roof. So we'd really appreciate it if you all just took a second to hit that thumbs up on our YouTube page. And thank you for tuning in live. Absolutely. Do you guys want to see the YouTube poll on reverse? Okay. Uh So I the poll was, do you prefer rivers, lakes, or oceans? 151 people responded. Great. That means it was a really good yeah. debate. 39% goes to lakes. 37 goes to ocean. And 25 goes to rivers. Let's you know go, baby. This leave, is a lake podcast. Leave these rivers all alone just for me. I appreciate that. All you guys can go to your lakes. You can go to your oceans. Do whatever the hell people do on still water. And I'll have the time of my life going on journeys down rivers. It's because, we have, it's because in this company, and understandably so, we have a coast bias. So people no just bias. being here, no, a coast bias. You, you can't. Oh, or like a bias coast. against yes, the coast. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's I, like the opposite. I am. Uh, exactly. So so people that come here uh, aren't in favor naturally just of oceans there. So I'm, I'm proud of the 37% that, that were felt comfortable speaking of. Like most of my takes, it just boils down to can you have it in Colorado? If you can, it's better. If you can't, it's worse. That is a, that's the worst thing about Colorado is no oceans. I, I take wow. mountains over oceans. I said it's the worst thing about Colorado. There's no oceans. Yeah, oceans are just kind of overrated. No, no, they're not. So yeah, it's so like they are. you don't it's like the beach. A, yeah, I do. I do take. like the beach. Such a bad take. Yeah, the beach is incredible. That's where the whales are. You can, no, I mean not on the beach, but in the water. You got whales. You got dolphins. You got. Let me turtles. just put it this way: if there's a beach down here, but then there's an infinity pool right above it. I'm just hanging at the pool. <laughs> but then you get the... What about at a lake? Uh, what do you mean? 
Are you going? Are you going to the lake, or are you going to the infinity pool? I Same should situation. not have brought this back. I'm going in the lake. No, no, way. you're not. You're yeah, no, you're not. That's just not <laughs> lake water. Yes. Refreshing, oh uh, feels good on the skin. Ugh. He's a liar. Henry. You're connecting with nature. There's no nature in the ocean. <laughs> it's just a different kind of nature. Better nature, the nature that I don't want to connect. What's with? the best lake animal? Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. Good okay. Question. Do moose count? <laughs> that's not how that works not. that's not no. how that works they spend a lot of time in and around lakes yeah and in <laughs> mountains and in rivers too if you get moose i get a moose oh my god fine <laughs> no but we don't though I'm no not, again you're trying to pit us against each other rivers and lakes are on the same team no they're not lakes are just freshwater freshwater bodies of water yeah one freshwater better than the other yeah, yeah they're cousins yeah. lake uh, you know a lake is just where a river is just chilling out for a minute exactly Give me the action. <laughs> but but again, like you for go me, to the ocean, the... there's crabs, there's lobsters, there's dolphins. Good for eating. Yeah, I mean, Matthew, yeah. Makes a good, Matthew wow, makes a good terrible. point. Alligators in lakes. Uh-huh. Not in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> there's also river dolphins, now that I think of it. What? Oh, that sounds badass. Yeah, uh-huh. river dolphins. Drake, How is there not a minor league team named the River Dolphins, if that's a thing? <laughs> Drake uh, says he's tempted to dislike solely on these takes. Don't dislike wow. the show. Dang, you have to agree Drake. with one of our takes. Oh, there Sorry, we go. Those two. Actually, actually, I'll cut this right off if we get more thumbs up. Because the thumbs up just popped off since I asked for everyone to smash wow. it. Wow. Okay. So hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate there it. There we go. Uh, anyways, so now that lakes reign superior, just like Lake Superior. I'd take a stream over a lake. Oh, my God. That's a terrible Give me a take. creek. I'd take, I'd take a babbling brook. Oh, yeah, those are tough to To me, I think it just regardless. comes down to the vibes. Like the vibes of a lake are just perfect. River vibes. Ocean vibes. Oh, my goodness. Those ocean. are great, too, compared to a lake vibe. <laughs> yep, 100%. The ocean vibes are just outside of the ocean itself. Like, the ocean is, like, loud and, you know, and uh, action yeah. dangerous. And, and cool. A lake, just loud. calm and chill. Yeah, because people, when they go to bed, listen to lake sounds. That's a thing that you can put yeah, on your little machine. That's a good point. It's silent. Yep, that's yep, per- yep. better for music. No, Ugh. but that's not true because you have to have sound to fall asleep. Ocean sounds yeah, is watch awesome. TV. <laughs> okay. Ocean sounds is the best. All also right. rivers. <laughs> Let's move well, on. Well, we're going around the country. Should we just go around the NFL right now with Let's this do league? Do we have the this league graphic? Oh, I love the this league graphic. Wow. This graphic. Beautiful. This graphic. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, Kale. Graphic yeah. slaps. Shout out, Kale. All right, boys. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. This league is all about whenever you think... You're wrong. Anytime you think something about this league, it's wrong. Uh, you know, you thought, you thought that the Bills were unstoppable. They are. They were a, a, a they're just going to march to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They go to South Beach, they lose. Probably because they like lakes better than beaches. Um, who did they lose to? The Dolphins. Who, who, yeah, who's the quarterback? Tua. Ah, Alabama quarterback. Wow. Wait, wait, I'm not wow. done. Ah, I'm not right, done. Wait, also the second Alabama quarterback. Also, ocean down there. That is an ocean place. Like, ocean wins that. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. In Miami, what the South hell? Beach? I didn't. All I said was the Bills probably lost because they're lake people. Yeah. And they went they, to the ocean. They didn't want to go to the ocean, but they were forced to. Does that make you a loser? If I have to go to the ocean, maybe. But wow. I get to stay here in Colorado. It's great. Anyways. You thought that the Chargers were legit. They got their doors blown off by the Jaguars. Uh, you thought 
There was one more that I was going to get thought here. You thought the Chiefs. Sick. Yeah, we were right. We're rolling easy. They lost to the mighty, mighty Colts. So just stop thinking. That's the, that's the trick here. Less thoughts, and then maybe you can, uh, you can predict the NFL. Total lake person but, thing to say. But what are you going off of then? You don't have to think much when you're on a lake. It's pretty great. No thoughts. Just don't think. Just don't think. How do you, you know, choose games, though? Just whatever happens. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just what have, you're, awful advice. You're better off just flipping a coin than thinking. Wow. Better off. Well, of, who, who's the coin say for Thursday night? I don't have a coin. Well, then how do we do your, your thing? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you didn't Scre- think this one Screen side? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. That's Dolphins. Okay. Besides Bengals. Okay. Uh, dolphins. It's Bengals. No, you got to flip it after. Ah, yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just watch. Also, Bengals. so that Bills game, the Bills had, f- let's see, wait, wait, wait. I was looking at the wrong number. 382 passing yards. Dolphins had 171. Bills have 115 rushing yards. Dolphins, 41. Time of possession, 40 minutes to 19 minutes. You thought the, you thought all of those numbers mattered. First down, 31 to 15. Total plays, 90 to 39. That is absolutely How do you insane. lose that game? That is insane. All right, we've got One turnover the in the entire Chicago game. Army ROTC Fire Battalion. Shout out to Big Caitlin. Big fan of that group. With Personally. the tagline, fire on, sir. Mm, very nice. Classic tagline. I thought this was a Rapids household. Uh, I don't think that's what that has anything to do with this. And this oh. is... um. Yeah, I don't think so. This side I'd is the cool University of Illinois at Chicago side. Okay. okay. Oh. This side, again. It's the only bangles. coin I could get okay. last this second. Side, okay, so color side... Dolphins. No, they both have color on them. Yep, color side is Bengals. Oh, the other side doesn't. This is just black. black. Gotcha. Are we flipping okay. it after? Yes, I will flip it now because it's a coin. That's what you do with coins, not with flipping phones. Okay, let's go. Okay, I did not know the rules to flipping phones. Bengals both. Bengals again. Wow. That's just not where the juice is. Coins no. got to take in, uh, in, in to account where the juice is. You think it too much. Mm, well, Follow the in coin. this league, guys, I'm going to need some help here. Who are the three best tight ends in the NFL? Not necessarily like right now, but like when you think of the NFL this year, you would say who are they? Kittle, Travis, Kelsey, Waller. Kelsey. Who? Kittle, Kelsey, Waller. Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. Not in this league. They suck. Because in this league, guys, Travis Kelsey in this league had to go to Twitter after the game and formally apologize to Chiefs Kingdom for losing the game, losing the top spot in the AFC West. Now they're just tied with the Broncos. They could have been 3-0. We could have been talking about them as, yep, Chiefs aren't aren't losing until they lose. We're never going to pick them to lose. But no, Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey drops the ball, causes them to Mm -hmm. lose the game. George Kittle, he ate the Broncos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's just mm-hmm. what he's used to. And a couple of years ago, he ate him for a snack and dessert, too, mm-hmm. in the first half. Speaking of eating, on that trip, it was the first time I had dim sum. Oh, there you mm. go. He ate everything mm-hmm. against the Broncos that time. Not this time. George Kittle looked like a Skittle out there. 28 wow. <laughs> receiving yards for George Kittle would you against say, the Broncos. Would you say you thought those were the three best tight ends in the league? Not in this league. We might need to not, change not the segment that you league. thought. And uh, <laughs> one more guy. If Travis Kelsey had to go to Twitter mm-hmm. to formally apologize, Darren Waller 
should have knocked on every single Raiders <laughs> mm-hmm. fan's door to apologize. Not only did he have that drop that you talked about in mm-hmm. the end zone, which turned into an interception. Yep. I mean, talk about a huge swing in the game. Raiders probably get to one and two. We're yep. probably all picking the Raiders as third best in the division instead yep. of last. No, Darren Waller not just drops out. I think has two more drops yep. in this league right now. The Raiders are not, or the these tight ends are not the three best tight ends uh, as of right now. In this league, the Broncos have an opportunity. They just shut down George Kittle. They have an opportunity to shut down Darren Waller and change the narrative that they can now cover tight ends mm. and make it a new league wow. for the Broncos. Love that. You know, George Kittle's a little bit safe from this. He's banged up right now, so he might end up being there. But you know what Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller both uh, both have in common? old north of 30 Mm. and i think this is one of the big reasons why you're not seeing tight ends get paid in the same way that you see wide receivers get paid because while they might be just as valuable of a weapon when they're in their prime their prime lasts less and i think you're seeing kelsey and waller both decline a little bit now they're both still great receiving options and they're going to make plays and all that stuff but kelsey has been on a pretty steady decline even if the numbers uh, might not back it up. You're just seeing him drop passes more. He got like he's getting like stripped a lot. Um, he's missing blocks. So just keep an eye on it. Just keep an eye on it. But Ryan, you've had that take about Kelsey for a while, and <laughs> it just hasn't happened. I mean, we're talking about six straight thousand yard seasons. Mm-hmm. We're talking about in those six seasons, he's had over 83 catches. Every, Why are we every talking about six year. seasons though? Six seasons ago, he was young. No, in the past six, every single know, season in the past six. That's just on okay. pace for 1,300 this yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say this year. Yep. Eight, that's what I said. The numbers aren't going to back it up. But, well, okay. the numbers for a receiver are what matter, Ryan. It's just, you have to watch the, the game. Eight catches on nine targets in week one. Five catches on seven targets in week two. And if you want week. to say that he's having a full decline based off one week, welcome to this league. Because he's four, <laughs> he four catches on eight targets. This past week, including a touchdown. It's it's not about the, the that offense he's always going to produce in. Uh, it's just about the little things, dropping mm-hmm. passes, getting stripped. Just keep an eye on it. I've been keeping an eye on it for a couple of years when you've been warning me about this. Then you would know. It, feel, it feels <laughs> like... It's not a couple of years. It just feels like that because we do a show every day. It, I started talking about this in like week 13 of last year. And uh, it just feels like uh, the Tom Brady thing. I literally had done. a friend probably like nine years ago that was like, he's done after this <laughs> yeah. year. And, and every year it's like, I'm just going to say one more time because eventually I'm going to be right. This year's got to be Tom. I mean, speaking of this league, guys, this is Tom's last year, right? Unless it's him or it's the game or Giselle. I mean, it has the thing be. is, like, if she leaves be. him, though, or his then health. why wouldn't he just play again after if she's not even there? Yeah. Well, because then he would, yeah, he would choose football over her. I th- but like if he, if she leaves during the season, yeah, and his options are football or nothing at that point. Yeah, there you go. Why not football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably would. He probably. probably. Would. You also got to remember the kids. Go. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think he's more worried about her. One of the best predictions in did like the DNVR bets history was last week, and we compared uh, where Aaron Rodgers and Shailene were at versus where Tom and Giselle were at, and just picked the Packers based off of relationship <laughs> strength. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But. Are Shailene and Aaron are done, right? No, no, they're back together. They're back. Yeah. Wow, they've had a couple of uh, 
They've gone through some things. Yep. <laughs> They're like a winding river. Wow. Wow, I love them. <laughs> uh, all right, Henry. Uh, what do you got for us? Let's talk about the Jaguars again. Just when you thought Don't the Jaguars are going to suck. You mean the Jaguars? Jaguars. 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 You got... You, uh, I can't. I'm just going to say how I... Uh, the Jags. The there Jags. They're so freaking sick. That defense is incredible. They have so much speed. They have edge rushers. Again, like they were bad before, and people wrote them off, but no, actually they're really good. And uh, this league. Who would have thought? The Jaguars! Trevor Lawrence did the unthinkable and is doing Mm -hmm. the unthinkable. He is making the Jacksonville Jaguars must-watch TV. Interesting. Uh, And he, he is reviving them, which is like... In the draft, and for like years leading up to it, it was like if there's any person that's going to revive the Jags yeah. and actually make them relevant for once and maybe ever, it's going to be him. Last year, Urban Meyer did his best to uh, not let that happen, and yeah. Trev's the truth. He's going to be an yeah. easy top 10 quarterback by the end of the year. You want to hear something disgusting? In my fantasy league today, uh-huh. someone offered me a trade. Ooh, They were offering me Christian McCaffrey in exchange for Trevor Lawrence and Debo Samuel. Wow. And mind you, this is a, da- uh, a super flex dynasty league. One of the most disrespectful offers I've ever wow. seen. <laughs> that, is, that is disrespectful. Yeah. They tried to get you with the name. I know. And the Colorado connection. Smart. Yeah, that Not is smart. smart. enough. Um, Christian, man, he showed up on the injury report twice in the first three weeks of the season. He's always going to be on there. For yep. the rest of his career. It sucks. Yeah. It's just the life of a running back. Yep. yep. It does. It does. And that's... We're going to have an interesting conversation potentially in a few years. Do you pay Javante Williams or not? We are going to have that conversation. We, yeah. and we, I guess we hope to be having that conversation. That is true. Do, do you pay Javante Williams a lot? Because that means that, that he'll, he will have played really good. And if the you're thing smart, about- that you just draft the next Javante Williams next year and he's ready to go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The thing about running backs, though, is everybody wants to say they're not important, but that's not the thing. Running backs are incredibly important. Like, you have Patrick Mahomes trying to, like, direct traffic with Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he had no idea where to go during that last game. The thing is, you just can't pay them. Yeah. And so it doesn't even matter whether they're important or not. Like, you just have to... You're just going well, to screw yourself over if you actually and, pay a running back. And the reason is because their shelf life is really short. And it just disappears one day. Yes. Like, there's no, like, steady decline. It's just like, oh, nope, you suck now. I mean, lo- look at uh, Zeke and uh, Christian McCaffrey, two guys yeah. that got paid, and then right after they got paid, their bodies just fell apart Terrible. on them. I mean, Tony Pollard is the best running back on the, the Cowboys, and you saw it last night. Saquon Barkley, he's, he, he's not even getting a deal from uh, the Giants, he's going to be a free agent next year, just because mm-hmm. they said we see what happens and we see what happens to what we've seen what happened to you already, and we just can't give you that investment. And remember, yeah, and Ben's bringing it up. What happened to Philip Lindsay? There was a lot of conversations. The Broncos could have paid him after that second year, hooked him up on what would have been a team-friendly deal. Uh, it, we thought they could have given him four mil, five mil a year. That would have been really bad now with just how far yep. he fell yep. off. Yep, it's. You just keep cycling them in. Yep. Uh, and honestly, the Broncos shouldn't have even have paid Melvin Gordon. They should have just drafted a running back this year to be Javante's backup. Yeah. I mean, especially when they paid him $8 million. And right. That, was, he made, that made him like a top five paid running back. Yeah. So, I mean, you, it, it's probably, in my opinion, the second easiest position to hit on in the draft after wide receiver. Um, you could maybe make a case for some defensive positions. But 
you just have to be smart and you have to um it, it's really hard for the fans to understand it and i think that's the thing that you have to realize is like Javante williams is going to be a fan favorite and it's going to be hard for anyone to say don't sign him but the the gms who just say sorry and don't do it, end up looking the smartest. Right, exactly. And uh, there is one guy, there's one unicorn in the NFL when it comes to running backs who's different, and that is Derrick Henry. Henry, you tried just in this league. (laughs) When you try to bury Derrick Henry, he just flips you off and says, no way. I think he had multiple touchdowns, at least one touchdown. Uh, I believe like 150 uh, yards from scrimmage. Yep. And going going back and watching that game, he looked better. Like, he looked good. Yeah. Like, he was moving well. It wasn't just... I, I chalked it up to the Raiders' defense sucks. And I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to stick with that. I'm not back on, like, oh, Derrick Henry, yep, he's good to go. I'm still wow. saying, like, no, nah, he's 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 done. He still barely averaged four yards a carry. Yep. But... That productivity, though. Yeah, for sure. Totally. But I uh, he did look better than I thought he would look when I turned that game on. The five catches for 58 yards is far more impressive than the 20 carries for 85 yards. Yeah. How many touchdowns? Uh, One touchdown on the ground. Just one. Just one. Okay. Yep. I'll take uh, 130 yards and a touchdown. Yep. I'll take it. And just looking through running backs on second contracts, you got Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Saquon. That's basically the whole list of guys who came back to their first Saquon's team. Saquon's not on a second contract, I don't think. Oh, no, he is He's fifth year right now. That's just uh, a big and, rookie contract. And yeah. one of the names you mentioned, which people are pointing out in the comments, like Nick Chubb so far yep, yep. Lo- lo- looks good. Aaron uh, Jones, Joe Mixon, they're right there. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick Chubb is sick. Yeah, yep. But again, he's he it's essentially like... Camara, the top three, you yep. know, like yeah, yep. it's fifty-fifty with those running backs. Yeah, for sure. All right, shall we? Uh, by the way, speaking of that Raiders defense being bad, that's that's the most exciting thing about this week. And they're down two corners, mm-hmm. the two best corners. Jeez, yeah, get right week for us. Should be. And we're really be. gonna dive in that to tomorrow. If you're gonna be in Las Vegas, though, you may want to check out Game Time in order to go to the game. How do, you get, how do you find game time? We'll just look at our description on YouTube. We've got the game time link in there. Also, if you're watching on uh, or if you're listening in podcast, we also have the link in our description on the podcast. Click on that link, and it pulls up an awesome interface. And this interface is so cool. We've got the Denver Broncos tickets up here for the home games. But you can find all of the events if you're going to be out in Vegas. Just a short flight from Denver if you're going. You can find the best deals. And I just love the interface that Game Time has. You get to see exactly where the seats are, what it's going to look like. And they get you the best price, especially if you're looking just a couple of days out from the game or next week for the Colts game. They're going to have the best prices for you over at Game Time. Yeah, and what's cool is they have a price guarantee, whereas if you find a better price in the same section, same row on another platform, they will give you 110%. Um, So they'll essentially pay you to beat their prices that's how confident they are that you won't be able to do it i love it and also the flash deals that they've got going on some for next uh uh or for the next raiders game at home in uh, november 20th got some good deals there and don't forget to click the link because it really helps us out if you go and click the link on our descriptions rather than just going to game time 
And make sure you get out to Infinity Park to watch the American Raptors. That's Colorado's rugby team. They rebranded again. They're the American Raptors. Um, they're five and five in their first season, which is pretty good for their first season of really existing. And uh, they're going to be back at it here soon. Uh, if you go to AmericanRaptors.com, you can get yourself some free tickets. It's an awesome deal that they've got going. You can also watch the games there. But make sure, regardless, that you are following along with Colton Strickler's content at DNVR Rugby. Boom. There you go. All right, let's jump into Super Chats first. And let's see what we got, Al. Got a few today. Good job, guys. Jay Linton says, uh, McDaniels is the used car salesman of the NFL. Oh, used car of the NFL. Looks good, but breaks <laughs> down over time. You go broke from repairs, and Belichick repossesses it after a couple of years. Oh, yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like uh, he may get another shot in the NFL if it doesn't work out in Las Vegas, and it would be right there in New England. Yep. Yeah. With Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yep. Mr. Orange says, uh, at Gregory... I got five on it. Let's go, Broncos. Let's, Let's go, Mr. Orange. Danny says, can't wait to watch the Broncos defense destroy McDaniels this weekend. Pumped to go see it in person. Hashtag Montana. Hashtag Let's Ride. Hashtag Montana. Hashtag Montana. Great legs in Montana. <laughs> yes, the best legs. Uh, Brendan Trujillo says, Russ's numbers this year and Rogers' number in his first year are super similar. We just have to be patient mm-hmm. with this offense. Yeah, was that you, Henry, who brought that up yesterday yep. about how LaFleur's first year uh, in Green Bay was potentially Rogers' worst year of his career? Again, yep. I'm still not even ready to say Russ is going to have a down year. Um, yep. But it's one of those things where you're seeing a similar system, uh, and it's the first time for Russ in this system. In fact, it's the first system change for Russ in a very long time. Um, at least in terms of a full-on, like, full-on system change. Yeah, yep. and uh, and that's why I, I don't think any any of us have ever uh, hit the panic button yet on no. this. I, I need to see, until I'm truly hitting the panic button, is midseason. If we're not seeing improvement and things starting to click midseason, then I'm going, shoot, maybe Russ is in decline. Maybe Seattle was right. But we're still five, six games away from that. Yeah, and even, you know, we talked about the big play to Kendall Hinton. There's also a scramble for a first down, but we didn't even talk about the one to Melvin Gordon, which was like maybe the most vintage Russ. Squeezes through there, sees Melvin out of the corner of his eye, basically throws like a basketball chest pass to him over there. That wasn't Mm -hmm. really Russ, a Russ play. No, it was was definitely making something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. That was more like Mahomes just doing something where you're like, whoa, what was that? Because a Russ play is getting out of the pocket and, and really using mm-hmm. his feet. This, this was a great play. I'm not taking I just said it was a Patrick Mahomes-like play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way. Uh, but, you know, it's just that creating something out of nothing yep. mm-hmm. is what you want to see from Russ. That's the number one thing that has made him who he is to this point. And he did it a lot yeah. more the other night. And I think as the season goes on, you're going to see it. And as the games get bigger and all that stuff, you're going to see it more and more. And the other side of that is that there have been plenty of plays where he turned – something into nothing just by missing throws or not making the right read or getting out of the pocket a little bit early. And that part of it's gone a little bit too, but there's things will not get worse from Russell Wilson. I'm confident saying that. And there's a lot of reasons to think they'll get better scale of one to 10. How much is the loss of Tim Patrick impacting the Broncos offense? It's massive. I mean, what Kendall Hinton was out there for 27 plays and got targeted once KJ Hamler, didn't get targeted at all in his 11 snaps. Like, 
you're at least getting something out of Tim Patrick. Yeah, I I hate that though. You you didn't lose Tim Patrick one day before the start of the season. You lost Tim Patrick on what the third practice of training camp. You had a whole training camp to make up for him. And let's not pretend you can't make up for talent. Let's not pretend Mm -hmm. though that the Broncos don't have talent at the wide receiver position. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yes, you give you give an elite quarterback those two guys. They should be able to to make good play out of, I don't care if it's a bad tight end room, if it's uh, just bad depth. The Broncos have, for, for, for depth at wide receiver, they had good depth. That's what we talked about. Now, we're not talking about, of course, guys that are, you know, third wide receivers on every team who they have as their sixth mm-hmm. guy. The Broncos, I, and I've seen this a lot, and the Broncos don't need to go out and make a big trade for a wide receiver or hope that OBJ is OBJ once again in order for this offense to get mm-hmm. cooking. They have enough talent at wide receiver mm. where I don't like that excuse. D- does Tim Patrick hurt? <laughs> yes, he does. But if you have to have three great wide receivers, then, then you don't have the right system. You don't have the right quarterback in place. Uh, yeah, I, I. it's not that you have to have three great wide receivers. The big problem for the Broncos right now is the drop-off after Jerry Judy is is a cliff. Just an absolute cliff. But and you were so, supposed to – that was the story was the Broncos had good depth. But that's the thing is we thought so. Kendall Hinton shouldn't be out there on an NFL field. KJ Hamler is probably you, right there with. What do you mean? We thought it. so. He's done nothing to prove you wrong about that. I mean, he did. Like I said, twenty-seven snaps into the couldn't season, even get. He looks, you know, like okay, mm-hmm. he had some moments last year. He's going to be better. Um, KJ Hamler was, yeah. you know, the big kind of. Um, if he's healthy, he's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Albert O was supposed to take a step forward. None and of those things happened. I think most disappointing out of anybody has been Jerry Judy. I mean, you've gotten almost nothing out of him. Like, I think that Jerry Judy is a wide receiver one. one. The thing is, is with is, one big play. That is I was going to say, as soon as Jerry Judy has a rib injury, which, you know, potentially impacted him the other night, then you have nothing. But, I mean, how deep are you supposed to be here? You, you have Cortland Sutton, $15 million You're supposed wide to have receiver. Three good wide receivers. Right um, now, you have one. You're not. I, I. I don't. I don't agree because you have. You have a 15 million dollar wide receiver. You have a first round wide receiver. KJ Hamler, a second round wide receiver. But you're. But that's just looking at the rounds, not the yes. players. Those players are not what we thought they were. I'm ready to say that. Who? Who is Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler? It's too Kendall early. So you're ready to write those uh, all of them off? Not write them all off, but I think I'm ready to say Jerry Judy's not a wide receiver one in the NFL, and I don't think he's going to get there. So I think now, he can be a wide receiver too, but he needs to even prove something there. Kendall Hinton, KJ Hamler, they're not wide receiver threes. This probably could have been a whole segment. Probably, um, yeah. The, the thing for me is just the drop-off. And Jerry is still trying to prove it. I'm not ready to write off Jerry. Um, KJ, the thing for me is like he's only available for a short period of time. And even during that right now, he's not doing anything. So mm-hmm. anything from him, as I've said for a while now, is a, is a bonus at this yep. point. But that's how it would have been. It would have been fine for KJ to be a bonus when you had Tim. Now, once you take Tim out of it, you're just expecting everyone to be what you hoped they could be, and there's not one player there who's who's doing it. You had other than just, Cortland. only Cortland. You yeah. had a massive luxury having all three of those guys, and we even talked about it. Was mm-hmm. it worth it paying two of those guys when you also had Jerry Judy? When mm-hmm. you had these depth pieces, uh, and I think that's a that was a fair conversation. That that the massive luxury just turned into it's still luxury having having two but, potential really good wide receivers and you got to be able to work with those other guys I, I do not think that the broncos should be going out and making a big trade making a big signing uh they, they should be able to get by with what they have if you remember the first podcast though after the tim patrick injury what we said is now you're banking on Cortland being himself again yep. thank god that happened mm-hmm. you're 
counting on Jerry Judy to take that step forward. Yep. That has not happened. Uh, I'm not willing to write him off, though. As no, but said. I'm just saying two right now, to this point, two out of three games, you haven't, you haven't been able to count on him. That's not really true, though, because... One, he was hurt, for sure. Yeah, one, yeah. he was hurt, and then last week he was... I mean, his ribs, he, no, I he know. was questionable. So the game when you could count on him as a player, he had 102 yards, was your That's leading true. receiver. But the point is, when you don't have that, now you have nothing. Okay, but yeah. you could do that for every position with every team. Okay, if you're going to lose your top two guys, then you're going to have po- a, And they a, did. But the question there. is, how much <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the loss of Tim Patrick impacted the offense to this point? And to me, the answer is it has a lot because of the situation. How many points are the Broncos averaging? I'll say they're three and zero. I don't know about uh, averaging points, but um, I think that having Tim in that in that first week could have been enough to score three more points. So in three games, Tim Patrick is worth one win. That's wild. I'm not going to uh, say that about a wide receiver three or a wide receiver two uh, if you want to give that to him. And I think um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the other thing about him is he was just so reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now you have one reliable offensive weapon or, yep. or at least receiving weapon. And that's Cortland. Yeah. He dropped a big pass on Sunday. Well, that doesn't make him unreliable. Everyone's going to drop passes. I just mean, Not you Tim. can count Not on him. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying you can count on him to get your, get himself open in a big play and make yep. big plays for you. Yep. And you just need Jerry to become a threat because he hasn't been for two weeks now. And again, I'll give, injured. I'll give him yeah, the injury fair. pass for now, fair. but I'm just saying, because of that, you have nothing behind him. So you yes. you you lost all of your depth. You were hoping for Jerry to be his best. He was great in week one, and then he gets dinged up. And now you just it's it's what I'm talking about with that cliff. Below them, there's just nothing. There's no one getting any separation, making any sort of plays. But great quarterbacks, and I'm this is not a ding mm-hmm. against Russ. I'm saying this is what we need to see moving forward because I understand new system and everything, mm-hmm. and I am giving Russ a big pass for that right now because I think it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. We need to see Russ elevate these guys from being fourth wide receivers to being third wide receivers. I'm not saying he needs to elevate Kendall Hinton into being a number one receiver, but he needs to elevate him from being a a number four, number five, to serviceable as number three. And that's what great quarterbacks do. There's just only so much you can do when those guys aren't getting open. But you still have one and two. You still have a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two with these guys. I'm not asking Kendall Hinton to be a one. I'm not asking Montre Washington to be yeah. a one. But you did also you say haven't like, had the two you haven't the had the two. two yes. Um, then you got to elevate. You, you, you got to mm-hmm. try to have two, two, two guys go from four uh, to three. All right. We have to move on. This is good, though. <laughs> uh, next super chat. Drake says, here is for another shot for RK since he's obviously been drinking. Thumbs up and pinky up for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have not been drinking. Love drinking it. on the pod drinking again. Drinking after. Wow. Um, I am going to uh, have one sip of five beers. <laughs> there okay. we go. <laughs> and, of course, we got to give another shout out to our guy, Gregory. Gregory. Thank you so much, Gregory. Legend. Last one's from Naj. Says, hey, brothers, great setup, brothers. Love checking out the bar this weekend. It was nice meeting some of you as well. Love the show. Go Broncos. It was great meeting you, Naj. Uh, and, man, that's been by far the best part of the tailgates. Mm-hmm. And just the bus and the bar and all that stuff is getting to meet all of you guys when you come in. It's also really cool how many Broncos fans like come in from out of town. It's Every single week yeah. there's a whole new crop uh, from a whole new – you know, list of places. And mm-hmm. speaking of burrito, Brad, nacho, Brad, stop by the bar, a true OG <laughs> uh-huh. uh, of the show. So shout out to burrito, Brad. Yes, sir. All right. 
We are done with Super Chats. Good job. All right, let's get into the comments on the website. First one coming in from Broncolic says, Hey, guys, let's ride. What a win. And what do you know? We finally run the ball with Beckett fullback in the red zone and get a touchdown. Told you. Was happy for head coach Nathaniel Hackett. After two weeks of being the butt of everyone's joke, he stepped up and managed the game great. The both challenges were completely warranted, too. So love the call there. Play, play calling could have been better, but when it mattered, we got it done. Something I don't understand, though, why was Melvin in the game so much in the second half? He's off to a blistering pace of fumbles per game this season. Get him off the field and feed Javante. Go Broncos. It's a great question. I, I will say um, it felt like he, he at least got off to a better start than Javante in that game, and so maybe that led to you know the coaching staff feeling like they they could go to him when they needed a few yards, but... I, I just don't know what to do with Melvin. And, I, you, you're essentially just taking the risk that you're going to lose a game because of Melvin Gordon at some point. And you could make the case that you already have, although, you know, there's a debate as to whether that was his fault or, you know, that whole thing because it was fourth down and he's trying to make a play. But every time you roll him out there, you're just taking that risk. And I don't know what to do about it because he is still really good at running the ball. Yep. Something that irks me a ton is we're told this by every new coaching staff. We're going to ride the hot hand. And we were told that by Nathaniel Hackett. He said, he told that to us uh, just a couple of months ago that when it came to the Broncos, how they're going to do their running backs is ride the hot hand. The hot hand was Javante Williams. He, he had a great game running the ball. And Melvin Gordon, didn't he end with like two yards per carry uh, uh, on the day? 2.2. 2.2. Uh, and what was Javante at? <laughs> 3.8 maybe okay 3.8 um but i think he started a lot better than that uh and uh, javante was the hot hand and in factoring hot hands you have to factor in the cold parts that get thrown in and melvin had two of those fumbles in the game so i, I just they're not doing that they're not riding the hot hand and that yeah. that's frustrating javante's 3.9 3.9 uh, versus 2.2 yeah so almost double yep and the worst part of the hot hand thing is Javante on his best drive, they took him out. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of he went I think he went ten and then nine back to back carries. Or sixteen and then nine back to back carries. Uh and then there was like a timeout on the field for an injury or something, and they came back out into the huddle and it was Melvin. I was like, You can never claim hot hand again if you just you haven't run the ball well at all tonight. You just took Javante out after his two best carries. And it just really does seem like they are managing egos and, and trying to make it fair for these guys. The NFL's not fair. The NFL is not, don't make it fair, Nathaniel Hackett and Justin out, and don't try to just go with the best player. And now I understand that in order to make Javante the best he needs to be, you got to get the ball to Melvin at times to give Javante a breather. And Melvin Gordon's a good running back, but you can't tell me you're going hot hand and then just, just be doing what's fair. Yeah. All I know is like, I don't want this to happen to him, but they're going to, at this rate, they're going to lose a game because of a Melvin Gordon fumble and it is going to be uglier than it's ever been i mean he's on pace for 17 fumbles this year yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's just how bad the first three weeks have been he needs to change that soon it is i mean right now the the snaps are 60 40 for javante so Which is essentially what a lot of people thought was gonna happen yeah so do you bump that up to i think 70 30 now no i think that you give more mike boone 
or if you want to spell if you want to spell Javante or the opportunities um you, you have Melvin in there because Russ trusts Melvin more as a pass protector so Melvin can be in there 40 50 percent of the plays mm-hmm. but it's going to be more doing the dirty work uh and because the the carries haven't been or have been closer I believe touches are 55 45 what about uh just carries, carries are 37 to 34 yeah but again that's only part of it because they're factoring in Javante's their better receiving back yep yikes it's just a bad situation. We did get one more super chat here from Jacob who says, uh, you know what people do on moving water like rivers? Drown. As I've said, I think <laughs> I'm probably going to wind up dead in a river. Wow. Which is like dark, but I mean, it's the, it's the thing that I've kind of felt for a while. So we got to like be watching Hank to, yeah, when we're we in do. London. We got to mm, be careful. Yeah. Make sure he doesn't have too many drinks. Lexi says, like, you're not, you shouldn't be going in rivers. Oh, wow. And it's like, it's not that. It's just that I've, I just really like rivers. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Exactly. It's like percentages. We spend a lot of time on a river. Ooh, look at this. Oh, dang. We draw. Ah, oh, our t-shirts are here. Boom, look, at that. look at that. Wow. It looks New, awesome. Find that at the DMVR, DMVR shirt. You got the helicopter on there. 8-bit style. Beautiful. This mm. is fresh. I love it. it. Smells even like it's fresh off the presses. <laughs> that is dope. Thanks, Mitch. It's very dope. All right, next one coming in from Ozzy. Dan says, good day, boys. Missed this comment last week, so I decided to repost. First, yes. RK, an honor to meet you and Allie at the bar last weekend before the Texans game. The place and food lived up to expectations. While the game against Houston was sloppy and frustrating, walking out of that stadium with my family with the win has completed this holiday for me. My two boys were disappointed that they didn't get to meet Zach. So, Zach, any chance we can catch up at the Raiders game this week? Man, that's so cool. He's going to the Raiders game, too. He says, we have tickets for this game and are super excited. Anything that DNVR organizes in Vegas? Also, a massive shout-out to PS2. Signed stuff and took photos for an hour after the game after injuring his shoulder against the Texans. My boys got a selfie with him. They couldn't be more excited. Go Broncos, Ozzy Dan. Yeah, as exciting as the London news was, was yesterday, the sad news is that we are not doing the Vegas trip. Uh, it just kind of snuck up on us really quick after we were dealing with the bar and all that stuff. Uh, so we got a little behind on it and unfortunately weren't able to kind of make it come together in the way that we wanted to. Nashville's still on the slate, though. Obviously, London's still on the slate, but we are bummed about uh, missing out on Vegas this weekend. So, Ozzy, Dan, go from Australia also, to London for the game. I realized the last time that I was in Vegas was in 2015. Wow. And I love Vegas. I feel like I'm cursed. Like something is just doesn't want me to go to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) It was really nice to meet you. Great to meet you, Ozzy Dan. The Count says, the sounds of autumn. You don't roll the hose up or cut the grass one last time. In fact, you don't do anything but sit on the stoop and watch the bees and feel nervous about Mm -hmm. the pass rush week after week. You wonder why, if Tim Jenkins is so dang smart... He doesn't drive a vintage orange Vespa with a sidecar. And so then true. it hits you. The blue Bill Romanowski jersey you thought you lost in the move from Albuquerque was more likely taken in a rage no. by that woman who spit in your face after you told her that Jack Del Rio would never be the answer. Not to anybody. Wow. Yep, that must be it. Love, the count. I need to frame this. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> it's a poem, Ryan. I know, I don't understand the point of the poem. I was always so bad at poems. That's... But... I'm in on anything that's anti-Jack Del Rio. Oh, this is. <laughs> uh, Corey Jones, 1976, says, Hi, guys. You mentioned this last win. Reminds you of the Dan Reeves coach Broncos. I've seen every game since 1986. The last game calls me back to home wins, where John Elway would stink for three quarters, 
Just run for his life on one game-winning drive. Let's hope this year's team doesn't get blown out like those teams did. The late 80s were uh, all close, ugly wins, one or two blown-out losses, and a rare dominant win. Could you imagine if there was a DNVR podcast back then? Here's how I picture the 80s with a DNVR podcast. First, riots break loose when Zach points out that Elway stupidly threw, <laughs> threw three interceptions all into triple coverage. Second, when Henry mentions the boring game plan, the drunk rioters come for the uh, for the week as the parents hide the children and run. Third, the shut-in melodramatic podcast listeners faint halfway through the post-game pod as RK complains about the officials. Fourth, Henry tries to put a positive spin on things while... Uh, disgruntled hooligans hear it and break uh, and break from the riots to steal a real bucking bronco and let it loose in the nearest chandelier mega mall. And finally, during the comment section, the sky literally falls and plagues all and the plagues of the Bible manifest all over Lodo. Oh, and yes, that was after an ugly win. Lol, <laughs> football fans are hilarious today, but back then, kind of scary. Wow. Thank God mm. we didn't have a podcast back then. This sounds horrible. It really does. I mean, going to a Raiders game back in the day in Oakland literally sounds scary. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, earlier this week about like the Dan Reeves thing with Elway. I wonder. So obviously there's a lot of people who love Tebow for a lot of like obvious reasons. But also, did the fact that John Elway was the way he was make Broncos fans more likely to accept Tebow? Because he did so many similar things with like the comebacks and stuff at the end, and that was just like the multiplier. Yes, all Tebow stuff. I think I think it it yes, I think it played a role. Okay, and I also think Peyton Manning being the most recent quarterback to right now mm. works against Russ because mm-hmm. everything Peyton did was so fine and meticulous and perfect. I love him. And there's a lot of Broncos fans who come from that time, or at least that's their golden yes. era. Although I do think that any fan base would have accepted that Tebow season and just kind of how Broncos fans did. I, I, mm-hmm. I actually don't think that there was much Elway to to Tebow. I think what we could see is Russ to Elway, uh, especially these first the, this last week specifically. Now, I don't think we're going to see that because I don't think Russ is going to be um, held back and that incapable for three quarters of so many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tebow is it's just his own thing. Yeah, but I guarantee you there were people back then saying, this is just like Elway when he was first getting started. So different, though, because I was the biggest Tebow believer. Oh, and it's yeah. not like you looked at him and you're like, he's going to come out and he's going he's gonna to lead us with his arm. He was doing it different ways than Elway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was a belief out there that he could learn to throw. There sure was. But that's and, very different than John Elway. When John Elway was doing that, you weren't like, I hope this guy's going to learn to throw no, sometime. You knew no. he could throw. <laughs> yes, but but I, I'm sure people were drawing the parallel with the late game comebacks. At that time, nobody had ever thrown a football the way John Elway did. Right. Like right now, you're like, oh, is Josh Allen the best thrower ever? Mm. It's like At that time, it was like, yeah, John Elway is. There was nobody to compare it to even. Man, I Very love, different than Tebow. I love the Tebow year. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, I mean, at the time it was great, and I was, and I was, you know, young enough to definitely believe that he oh, was yeah. going to be able to figure it out throwing the ball. My dog named Tebow died this summer. That's how long ago that was. Yeah, kind of R- crazy. R.I.P. to a legend, not a Tim legend. Tebow the quarterback, but no. Tebow the very dog. alive. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow yeah. everywhere. Hated. <laughs> Next one from Melbourne Bronco says you're grading the offense seems a little harsh. I, and he's talking to you, Henry. Ooh. I thought Riser and Glasgow had good games, B minus at worst. Were Miner's first games any better? Uh, and he's expected to get his starting position back right away. And what were Ronald Darby's stats? Seems he's doing good under the radar and doing a great job. Cheers. 
A lot of people coming after you on Twitter for your Garrett Bowles grade. Oh, that's how that goes. My favorite, though, was when one guy said, I think that you overrated Bowles, and somebody else responded and said, no, he was way too harsh on Bowles. And I was like, yeah, there we go. Maybe Seems this like isn't you bad. got it right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the nature of grading things is that everybody thinks you're wrong. Um, let's see. So Glasgow, solid. Um, and to me, like, the C plus B minus is, like, average. And it's kind of, like, a little above, a little below. He got, I think, like a, a C, a straight-up C. There just wasn't... First of all, there, there was one hole, I think, on like a 15-yard run that he opened himself. There were also a couple times where, you know, like the zone blocking, you, you double-team, then get up to the next level, where he was just lost at the next level. And that's kind of a trend with him is that he doesn't always find something to do. And because of that, over the course of the game, that did kind of catch up with him. In terms of pressures, I don't remember any, but I'd imagine there was one... Um, Reisner made a couple more mistakes on blocks, and so that's why he got the C minus. Was Miners better? Miners was incredible. He played 18 snaps in that first game, which you have to take into account. Totally, totally. But in those 18 snaps, he was unbelievable. Mowing, like unbelievable. Down. I mean, Pro Football Focus. Not that we trust their grades, because my thing with Pro Football Focus is every week they're going to get three grades just totally wrong, and you're just like, wait, what? But he is still by far the best Bronco they've graded and i think that they're right because he was just a monster again small sample size but yeah he's a starter when he gets back henry we're going to the uk soon you're gonna have to learn how to say glasgow not glasgow ah, God damn. <laughs> yeah i'll do my best <laughs> all right next one next from one from bronco and sd says petition to trade melvin gordon for wide receiver depth please sign your name below no one did it uh, <laughs> Dan Burke <laughs> says, hey guys, so 49ers reporters were sitting with Vic Fangio during the 49ers game, and apparently Vic said that Pat Sertan is the best DB he's ever coached. Now, that sounds like a huge compliment, but I'm trying to think of some prolific DBs that Vic coached as a DC, and I can't really think of anyone. Kyle Fuller in his all-pro season in 2018 comes to mind, but other than that, no one's really jumping out to me. What do y'all think? Um, well, what I think is Vic Fangio views Kyle Fuller extremely hi he thinks he's uh he thinks he is really good better than everyone else does so uh i think you're trying to kind of diminish what vic said where i actually think that that's a pretty big compliment other guys that i, I can't think he also loved bryce callahan um and i feel like he's trying to uh diminish what vic said and I, I think if Vic Fangio, who knows defense incredibly well, says that, that's a massive compliment. I think he's not necessarily trying to diminish it, just trying to be like, is there anyone who does that, that make we him should be than? mentioning, you know, as an, an, is just a great player here. Let's see. With the Ravens from 2006 to 2008, who's on? I mean, Ed Reed. Ed Reed is on that team. Yeah. Um, there's no way he thinks Pat Sertan is better than Ed Reed. Did you guys see the comments uh. from Vic? Because he said in this comment, he said best DB he's ever. It was a guy who. It wasn't like a quote. It was a guy who just tweeted like, "I'm sitting with Vic Fangio right now, and he he just said Pat Sertan's the best DB he's ever coached." Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, Ed Reed's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is Vic going? Well, I don't think that's crazy. I don't to, either. No, to, I don't either. Because <laughs> it, I think it's very fine now to like, put Champ Bailey or to put Pat Sertan in Champ Bailey conversations. I think it's very fair. What's crazy is I I. I think if you ask both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning what DB they would want to face least, they would say Ed Reed. Ever. Yeah. I mean, Peyton broke down a play where Ed Reed just absolutely fooled him. Yep. Remember uh, Dante Robinson? Yes. 
I hadn't thought about him forever. He's right up there on the list of cornerbacks, though. There aren't a lot of cornerbacks. Um, was there anyone at Dunmore High School in Pennsylvania that you think should be a part of this conversation? <laughs> Not off the top of my head. What about at Milford Academy? Oh, is that the one in Connecticut? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> who, no. Was the, who was the <laughs> linebacker that Vic loved? Sam Mills. Sam, he, he'd probably, even though he's a linebacker, Vic would probably put him in that conversation. Probably. He loved Sam Mills. Yeah, small guy who yep. made the most, yep. made it to the Hall of Fame. That's why he loved me, I guess. I guess. Did he love <laughs> you? I don't know. I don't know if Vic really loved anyone. Queen City Broncos. <laughs> see, also wild that Vic's just sitting in the stadium for a game. Just like a random 500 level. I don't, was he in the stadium? You said the guy tweeted he was sitting next to him yep. in the game. He didn't say at the game. He watching just said, I'm, si I'm watching the game oh, with Vic Fangio. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he could have okay, been at okay. Vic's house. Okay, that's fair. Which that's like, fair. wow. I can't believe Vic invited <laughs> someone over to his house. <laughs> so I don't think that's what happened. Uh, Queen City Bronco CLT says, a family, our patience is imperative with the offense. We've seen flashes mm. of its potential, and we have examples of the time it takes to catch on. Rodgers and Matt Ryan are as examples. Do everyone do everyone a favor and discuss the first two years of them in this system. Be encouraged by the flashes we're seeing. Then confidence the team is impress or is expressing in their belief of things to come. Enjoy a stacking wins while also getting better. This is our journey this year. I'm all for it because I know it's the investment for the long-term success with our team. Love you all. Allie, you're the MVP. Go Broncos. Brandon. Yep. Thanks. And we touched on that a little bit. I do think it's worth going back to what we were saying before the season. It's like, this is not Super Bowl or bust. It's kind of playoffs or bust is probably the, the feeling. But, yeah. you know, coming into it, I was saying, go make a playoff appearance. Whatever happens, happens. But at least you know what you need to clean up for next year. And, and that's what this is all about. What I've realized about Broncos country is it's not ever big picture or bust. It's win this week in a way that I like or bust. That is true. <laughs> but to defend other the the other side, the Broncos offense, this is just offensively speaking, defense has been incredible, and that's the reason they're two and one. Without this defense, they're 0 and three without a doubt. This offense hasn't scored more than 16 points a game. You should lose every game that you don't score 17 or more points. Uh, they're averaging the is it the second fewest points in the NFL as an offense, they're averaging under 14 points per game. I think uh, uh, to expect the offense to take time to get going was 100% right. I still expect the offense to take maybe half a season, maybe even more than half a season to fully click, fully click maybe even the whole season. But I think it's okay to like expect 20 points per game as they're trying to figure this thing out. So uh, I do think it's fair on both sides. I think there's a fair middle, uh, middle path of this where, okay, the offense we expect him to struggle – not this bad, though. Yeah, no, I, and to, I don't even think I expected them to struggle in these first three weeks except for against uh, oh, nice. the 49ers. So I, I get it. But in the end, it really is like in the NFL, you get 17 chances. Every time you win, it does not matter how you did it. Now, yep. what we're doing mm -hmm. here is we're trying to take the information that we get from these wins and, and apply it to the rest of the season. And that's why you know, uh, there's worry out there, but that takes away the thought of progressing within the offense. And I think that's the thing that you have to keep in mind is, Hey, this offense can only get better from here. You hope. Um, I, w I Ryan, would last week you said that, and they went out and put up six for your points. 
You said they were not going to beat the 49ers scoring 16 yes, points. Yes, that's and not what – but you just said – I didn't say it can only get better from there last week. I said they can't beat the 49ers scoring less than 16. You thought it was going to be better. Um, you had them winning, so yes, you, you thought it was going to be better. Yes, I did think it was going to be better, and in the red zone it was. Um, so, As Nathaniel Hackett pointed out, yes. Yeah, exactly. Perfect, perfect game in the red zone. They're on a hot streak. But the point is, as long as you just f- keep finding ways to win – you're all right. No, I dis- I disagree with that. And because... you probably would have said that in week three of the 2015 season. But mm-hmm. I, I disagree because mm-hmm. if you're finding ways to win where it's 11 to 10, you're not all right. Um, your defense is certainly all right. But then you do have to project in the future because, Ryan, it's just not going to hold up, though. 20, it did in 15, 2015. But I know, and I understand that's They a, didn't do it to that extent. The offense was still averaging 20 points per game in 2015. For sure. But the big thing is that the defense was a, a, was averaging less than the offense was scored. Yeah. Yep. That's all that matters. And right now, if this defense, if this offense scores under 13 points per game, the defense is not going to continue to do what they're doing of holding teams to 12 points per game. No, they aren't. And, and, but the point is you get a win and then you get more time to, to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying is you can't. This is not sustainable. But every time that's you, what I'm saying. Yeah. Every time you win, you get to be like, okay, whew, thank God we got that. Let's figure this out. Yeah, and I, I just think we're we're talking about two different things right now. Essentially, I agree with what you're saying, um, but I do think it's fair for people that are are worried about the offense. I think there's it's okay to be worried to an extent. I think everyone's worried a little bit, and and, and, and that's okay. And some people are worried a lot, but everyone, no one's on the I'm not worried at all meter. Yes, right. And only 15 teams in the NFL are averaging 20 points a game. Russ isn't worried. Only Certainly 15 not. teams? 15. How many are averaging 15 or more? Um, Probably all of a, them. A lot. Yeah. But again, like 2020, 28 teams had 20 or more points per game. Interesting. So, it's, so offense is just down right the now. The unders are hitting every week. So, I mean, it's but not to excuse the, the problems. Broncos were uh, eight points, six points more than they are now. Totally. Yeah. But I, I do think it's worth noting that the like two high defenses getting everybody and everybody's concerned that doesn't excuse the Broncos, but a lot of, a lot of teams are saying we need to be better offensively. What's crazy is like cover two isn't some new concept. No, but Henry, it feels like you are saying it gives the Broncos an excuse list. How many teams are, are ahead of the Broncos though? I mean, aren't the Broncos the bottom three scoring 31? Yeah. Bottom two. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it's not a good thing. That Broncos are the second worst scoring offense and the second best scoring defense. Yep. Makes you a 500 team. It makes you two and one team right now. And you get to play a really bad defense. So Mm -hmm. if any, if there's a time to get right, it's now this time I will say, um, it will be better this week. It's not going to get worse this week. Not as bad as you think what do you mean we'll talk about tomorrow about the raiders defense we'll really dive into the raiders man i've i've watched it it's bad the broncos are going to have uh have matchups that they like in a lot of places we'll see we'll see i i'm just saying it's not as bad It's, it's a bad defense i don't think it's as bad as people think i think people think it's like a bottom five bottom three defense it's not it's just it, you should be able to. It should look a lot more like the Seahawks game. Yep. And you should just punch it in the red zone. I should. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. Is that? The, are we done? One That's more. It. Okay. Nash Bronco does have one. Um, uh, 
Oh, and I can't find The comparisons it. between Hackett's early time with Rodgers and Russ are very interesting to me. Not just the quarterbacks themselves, but the team surrounding them. A sound defense. Broncos is better. Decent O-line. Packers is better. Two good or great running backs. A good receiving core. What kind of conversations are taking place between coach and quarterback that will hopefully lead to Russ taking off like Rodgers did as time goes on? I don't know. What do you tell Russ? I really just think it's just time. Time on task. Uh, mm-hmm. Big coach phrase there. But you just need reps in this offense. And it's funny looking back at, you know, the preseason as an opportunity to have gotten those that you passed up on. And, you know, in the same way that, you know, uh, Russell Wilson is healthy and Justin Herbert is not right now. Maybe you, you take solace in that. But it's, it's time. You just need time. And you get that. And that's what I mean by buying. You buy a week when you win a game. Nathaniel Hackett said two things regarding this after the game. He said, one, that the Broncos, it just takes time, just like you said. The Broncos, new system, new coaching staff. Russ hasn't done this often. He hasn't done this very often, so it's just going to take time. And two, is it time to unleash Russ? Is he going to change the way he calls the game, the way he approaches games to let Russ cook, let Russ be himself in the fourth quarter? And the answer to that is no. Nathaniel Hackett is going to do what he's continued to do and call games the way he's been calling them and have plays be designed where running isn't Russ's second read. It's not his third read. It's going to be deep down in reads. And the reason for that is he thinks that he can win from the pocket and he wants to extend his career. I mean, to me, it, it just it's there's no Nathaniel Hackett play call where he goes, hey, go run around for a little while and wait until Cortland gets open way downfield. Like, that's on – unless – Hackett is telling him not to do that specifically. He, he is. He is. That that he he hasn't said those exact words, but very much alluded to Russ needs to stay in the pocket. We're trying to get him to stay in the pocket more. He said that multiple times. Yeah, they're gonna have to abandon that at some point. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I Nathaniel Hackett, at least publicly, isn't to that point yet. Yeah. All right. We have gone super long uh and we gotta go. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate everyone who hit us with a thumbs up. Let's get a couple more from you on your way out. Appreciate all my lake people. And we'll catch you tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Flying cotton would stick to you.